Today, we're getting into all things fire suppression systems, plus updates on some weekend cancellations and a new all-star driver. Let's go. It's Tuesday, March 14th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Fire suppression systems for sprint cars have been an ongoing topic of discussion over the past year or so, and I wanted to dive into them a little bit more today. There are plenty of opinions on the subject from various parties, uh, including some drivers, and not every series and track has made them mandatory just yet. This all started way back in the start of 2022 when the World of Outlaws announced they were going to make them mandatory for the 2023 season. So any sprint car team that wants to run with the Outlaws this season must have one in their car. The rules update says that all race cars must have a system meeting the SFI 17.3 specification. Both a thermal trigger and a manual trigger must be mounted in the driver's compartment with the manual trigger being within reach of the driver. There also must be at least one spray nozzle. Bottle itself has to be DOT approved, steel or aluminum. It must be mounted to the frame with a minimum capacity of five pounds. The system must remain charged and display a legible and valid SFI label. Series has four approved manufacturers. They are Lifeline, Safety Systems Inc., Spa Technique, and Safecraft. I shared a video over the weekend from Billy Dietrich's YouTube channel where he and Danny showed where they mounted the system in Danny's car. His is to the left of his seat, and the mounting process isn't without its challenges. It's kind of tight in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's also a video from Speedway Motor showing them mounting a system in Tyler Drukey's car in a similar location. I'll link to both videos below in the description if you want to check them out. Danny's critiques of the system included that difficulty in finding the space to be able to mount it, the cost of the system, and the concerns with it accidentally going off, either from the driver making contact with it getting in and out of the car, and the possibility of excess heat triggering the thermal release. I think all are fair and valid issues, and there will be most likely a transition period as this becomes commonplace. Bugs will be worked out as problems arise, and I'm sure the systems will continue to evolve. As for the cost of them, the Lifeline system on the Speedway website is listed as $699.99 with the clamp. The fire bottle is $649.99. Certainly not cheap, but I feel like here, if you can't afford the safety gear to go racing, especially in a 410 sprint car, you probably can't afford to go racing, period. This is not an area to skimp on when it, uh, when it comes to racing. In the Speedway video, they mentioned the system's weigh in the neighborhood of eight pounds. I think they said the uh, fire bottle was like eight, eight and a half, and the uh, lifeline was like 7.8. But with the minimum weight of sprint cars being raised here in recent years, uh, up to 1,425 pounds shouldn't be an issue here. Uh, There have been plenty of drivers that have made public comments against this move, including Donnie Schatz. And back when it was initially announced last year, there were plenty of others who spoke out, including Gio and Dominic Selzy and Logan Wagner. Schott said last year to Jeremy Elliott that the mounting spot doesn't work for his safety and other drivers have questioned the motives behind the mandate and why more isn't being done for things like racetrack safety. And I I mentioned back then, these things are not mutually exclusive. You can both want uh, to mandate fire suppression systems systems and also continue to update racetrack safety. It doesn't have to be either or. Uh, It's important to understand here, though, also that race car drivers are often against safety changes. This is not something we haven't seen before. Formula One drivers were against seatbelts in the 1960s and 1970s. I remember NASCAR drivers being against full face helmets. Plenty have complained about full containment seats. They don't like change and they don't like anything that they think will inhibit their driving. 
This doesn't really feel different than those other improvements. Fire suppression systems are mandatory in all sorts of other racing series, including things like F1 and NASCAR, sports car racing. And it's past time that they were introduced to short track racing. As for the motives behind the move, the cynical out there have pointed towards this being a cash grab for World Racing Group. And it is true that Lifeline, one of the approved systems, is a series sponsor. But there are three other approved manufacturers that are not listed as having that same relationship. So it'd be pretty easy here to not buy the Lifeline system if that was really a problem for somebody. You don't have to worry about supporting the series that's supporting or supporting the sponsor that's supporting the series. You can buy one of the other systems. And on the flip side, Lifeline is a contingency sponsor. They're offering 50 bucks cash a a night, I believe for the ninth place finisher, it says on the graphic. It's going to end up being somewhere around $4,000 total for the season that they're going to pay out to competitors. You could definitely pay for a system and really a couple of systems by hitting that a few times in 2023. And don't forget that companies like ARP Fasteners and Kometic Gasket and MSC Ignition are all also series sponsors, but I don't see anyone complaining about them. And race cars need products from those types of companies as well. Fire is one of those things that's kind of ever-present in motorsports and always probably will be. In my NASCAR career, I was part of pit road fires on several occasions, and they're not a fun thing to be a part of. In sprint car racing, we're witnessing Mark Dobmeyer right now go through the effects of a fire. We watched California driver Kate Steele have a very scary incident late in 2022 at Hanford. I think it's easy to forget about the danger or avoid it altogether or dismiss it, but it's one of those things that only needs to happen once to be really, really terrible for somebody. I don't understand drivers advocating against themselves in situations like this, but this is an area I feel like maybe we don't mess with. As I said, I'll link those videos below in the, uh, in the description along with an article from PRI with a ton of details about the testing and, uh, and all the system stuff. Before we move on uh, to a couple of news items, a shout out today to several new channel members. Uh, Carl, Jarrett, Ed, Jeff, and Joshua have all hopped on in recent days with, uh, with added support for what I'm doing here. So thanks to all of you guys for that. Uh, if you want to check out that program, you can click the join buttons, the link below in the description, or hit up youtube.com slash dirttracker slash join. If you're planning on heading out to the track this weekend, keep an eye on that weather. We've already had several weekend cancellations, and it's only Tuesday. We know both Attica and Livonia have both sacked shows, and the mini gold cup at Chico is off. Uh, Make sure you check websites and social media as we get closer to Friday and Saturday to make sure you know what's going on. I'm sure these are not the last cancellations we'll see this weekend. Uh, The All-Star Circuit of Champions are still a few weeks away from their season getting back going again in that all-important points opener. Uh, but another team is jumping in full time. Uh, Florida driver Connor Morell and Mark Daly Racing announced yesterday they will tackle the full schedule in 2023. We've seen Morell run all over Ohio in 410 competition. He's also made scattered starts with the All-Stars and the Outlaws. And he did race with the All-Stars back a few weeks ago at East Bay. He had a best finish of 17th. Morell joins an All-Star field that includes defending champion Tyler Courtney, Chris Windham, Parker Price-Miller, Scotty Thiel, Zeb Wise, and Hunter Schoenberg. Justin Peck's status with Book Motorsports remains up in the air. He's in with the series. He's not in with the series. He's running high limit. He's doing this. He's doing that. Something with his sponsor. I'm not really sure what the situation is, uh, and I feel like we're kind of going to have to watch it play out here before we really get some clarity, uh, but still... Uh, a couple of opportunities here, uh, you know, several more weeks uh, before this uh, season is going to start. So there's going to be a lot more opportunities for drivers to join. We'll just have to kind of see what plays out. Uh, the first All-Star race back is April 7th at Attica. There are three shows on the streaming schedule for today. The one actual live program is Weekly Outlaw Carts from Millbridge on Dirt Vision. I believe this is their season opener. 
Uh, they've also got Dirt Vision Now and Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Tuesday out there. We'll see everybody right back here tomorrow.